This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What you watching? What you watching on TV? Uh, what you watching on your streaming platform? Uh, what are you putting your eyeballs on? Uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. 651-641-1071. This is a good time for us to get ideas of what we should be watching and share with you what we're watching on the Colleen and Bradley Show. 651-641-1071. What you watching? Bradley, should we take our first caller? Uh, yeah. Um, do, uh, yes, yes. Let's do it, yeah. We have Jenny on the line. Hi, Jenny. Hi there. So uh, this weekend I started watching Bel Air. And, you know, I'm not a huge Will Smith fan. I was never a huge Fresh Prince fan. But this show was so good. I think I'm now like five episodes in. I absolutely love it. Okay, so this is the one that's sort of a retelling of the show, like the story that we know of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but it's a little bit more, it's dramatic and it's a little darker than what we're used to, right? Exactly. And, you know, it's set in modern times. So with um, what's going on in today's world. Okay. So what's the thing you love most about this show? Uh, well, I, I mean, it was nothing like I expected. Like the characters... Mm and the development of them and the problems that, you know, they're facing, um, it, it was incredible. But everybody, too, in their own kind of way, was really likable. So I, I guess mm. I really loved how what they did with each one of the characters. It's nothing at all like the original series. Okay, I feel like i got to try this one out. Where is this one streaming again? On um, Peacock. Peacock. Oh, that's Thank easy. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jenny, for your call. Thanks, Jenny. Uh, Bel Air on Peacock. You too. Um, Bradley, are you watching anything right now that you want to share? Well, I was just going to say, and this goes along with a tweet that we got um, before oh, yeah. the segment from our good friend Panda. She said that she just watched uh, the new West Side Story last night. Um, she said it was fantastic. I can see why Paul raved about it. That's Paul from Paul's Trip to the Movies. And I can tell you that I also watched West Side Story this weekend. Yeah. And <clears throat> there were things I loved about it, and there were things I did not love about it. But I will say it's totally worth your time and effort if you are a musical theater uh, fan, or if you just are curious about what a modern musical based on a, you know, I mean, it's not a modern musical, but I mean a modern telling of a classic musical tale. Um there was some great acting, some people that I was just like, whoa, I don't know who this person is up until this point. And also, um, there was just some great singing. Like, And I was reading about the production and the two main characters at the very least, um, Ansel Elgort and, forgive me, her name uh, is Rachel Z Zegler. Yeah. Um, 
she they both sang themselves and their voices sounded great oh really that's awesome yeah. so i had seen that uh panda was tweeting about that last night and i thought i have got to um give that one a shot but i haven't gotten around to it yet it's a great movie, but you're reminded of kind of the, you know, the flaws of the the story itself, which I just have issues with. I'm like, what? what? But, it, you know, everything else was amazing. The, the the aesthetics, the scenes, the you know, it was great. I know. And I know that they made a couple different tweaks, yeah. um, just like very subtle tweaks that made a huge impact. Grant, who else do we have on the line? We have Sharon Lee waiting to tell us about a show she is watching. How are you doing, Sharon Lee? Hi, Sharon. Hi. <laughs> How you doing? Good. What you watching, Sharon Lee? Solos. It's by. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime. It's fabulous. It's uh, seven episodes. It's a uh, really. I guess you'd call it an anthology on the human condition. But it has Constance Wu in it, and it's really monologues. Well, most a lot of them are monologues. But there's Helen Mirren in it. Hers was incredible and morgan freeman is in it i just like i just really different and it's um really enjoyable great acting i thank you so much sharon lee uh for your call i had not heard of this uh and now i've looked it up and she's right i mean there are a lot of huge well-known actors that take part in this uh mini series this is on amazon hmm. uh Prime. i did not know about this I didn't either, um, but sounds, I mean, definitely sounds interesting. She yeah, says there's for sure. Seven, there's seven episodes, um, and it's uh, Amazon Prime. So at our house, uh, we've been watching Inventing Anna. Mm. Oh, yeah. And yeah. we are almost done, thank God, <laughs> oh. because I'm done with it now. Oh, I oh, couldn't no, finish why? It. Okay, so... I was, you know, I was curious enough about it in the first place because we kind of covered the story of Anna Delvey a little bit. I don't know that we covered it, but we were definitely fascinated by her. Mm -hmm. She was this, um, you know, she was a person posing as a socialite uh, and she ended up scamming many other socialites in New York out of millions of dollars. Um, and I was, I've been curious about her. So I wanted to see kind of how this Shonda Rhimes telling of the story was going to illuminate anything about her. But, um, and Anna Klumsky plays the, um, the journalist who broke the, like really broke the story on her. And it's a fictionalized version of a real story. Okay. Well, last night on, this is what pushed me over the edge last night, the journalist who's been pregnant for this whole for this whole show so far. We're two yeah. episodes from the end. She gives birth. And the birth scene was so obnoxious and insulting oh, that oh no. I wanted to, I, I was enraged. Oh, okay. <laughs> was, my husband well. was like, do you not want to go on? I just, I'm realizing in my old age, I'm not that old, you can laugh. But like, I, the way that birth is, is shown on television is often insulting to oh, women. Why? I mean, because I don't disagree gets, with you, but yeah, I'm curious. Well, she gets to a point in this she where she just she's, you know, she's overwhelmed. Birth is so dramatic and stuff's happening and the nurse says to her, the doctor says to her to her husband, "You need to get her to push. She needs to have this baby." And the husband is like, "Okay." And then it's like him who ushers her into the experience oh. of 
the okay. natural experience. I need a man to a have a baby. Hour. I mean, you kind of do, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> Not at that point. At that point, it's all you. Yeah. I was irate. Anyway, so that oh, just like, right. that put a bad taste for the whole thing. And then, I mean, there's just all kinds of misogyny just oh. dripping all over it. And then okay, I'm mad at Shonda Rhimes. Bye. Okay, thank you, Grant. Who else do we have on the line? We have Mandy and we have Kelly quickly here. We'll get to Mandy quick first. Okay, Mandy, what you watching? Teen uh, Wolf. Oh, is this? Okay, again, this is with the dramatic retellings. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an old MTV show that, yeah. uh, that I'm watching on Hulu because I never finished it before. But Oh, you're saying the original. No, 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 no. The TV, the original TV show that's based on the original movie. Got but it. it's like a dramatic retelling of the yeah. kind the, of comedic. My point is this movie. is not a new series. No, no. It, I think it ended in like 2017. I love it. No, this is the time to go back into the drawer. Thank you mm-hmm. for your call. And who who was the last caller? We had Grant? Kelly from Duluth. Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Kelly, what are you watching? Hey there. I'll try to be quick. Amazon, eight episodes as we see it. Phenomenal. You get so invested. It's like Three twenty-somethings um, on the spectrum, and in in real life, they have they're on the spectrum as well. And mm. their kind of um, coach life person is played by Kevin Bacon's daughter. She is amazing. Oh. The whole cast is amazing. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll get so invested. You gotta do it. Oh, that's awesome! Oh my gosh, I love this. Thank you so much. I will say there has been probably in the past like five to seven years there has been such a great variety of programming about where central characters are neurodivergent and for, you know, people to see representation of pe- of mm-hmm. their loved ones who may be on the spectrum or, you know, aren't neurotypical. It's such a big deal, oh, especially sure. when they're employing um, actors and actresses who are also neurodi- neurodivergent. So that's awesome. I'm gonna have to try beautiful. that one out. Thank you so much for your call. And thank you for suggesting that as we see it. Um, and that's Amazon Prime video, I think she said. I'll be yep. checking that one out. Yep. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, let's, you know, let's uh, talk about uh, a little bit about Wendy Williams and Sherry Shepard. I saw uh, a story about Sherry Shepard and who she would like to have as a guest. Spoiler alert, it's Wendy Williams. And I kind of feel like we need to talk about this. Oh, all as right, a family. let's do it. We'll do that when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. All right, well, we have to have a little conversation as a family on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. What what happened? Who did something wrong? Well, I don't really know yet um, if something was done wrong, oh, but okay. I have some questions. All right. Um so as you as you recall, um, Wendy Williams has been on the struggle bus a little bit recently. And as a result, um, there was a permanent fill-in put into place uh, in absence of her show. And that yeah. permanent fill-in was Sherry Shepard. Yeah. Well, was it last week or the week before it was announced, Sherry Shepard, she's going to get her own show. Yay! Everybody was like, whoa, Sherry Shepard, that's super awesome. So, needless to say, the trades are talking to Sherry Shepard. Congratulations, Sherry. Tell us about the show. How are you feeling about it? It's going to be great. It's going to be so yeah. awesome. So she had a conversation with Deadline. 
And uh, she was talking about her predecessor, Wendy Williams. And she said, and I quote, I'm so thankful to Wendy for letting me fill in and letting me fill the gap to support her, as all the other co-hosts have also done. Uh, I'm thankful because if it weren't for Wendy, the eyes wouldn't have been on me. And I'm thankful to her and we're all praying for her. But then she went on to say that she would actually like to have Wendy as a guest on her show. Yeah. Uh, she said, uh, Wendy knows me because I've sat in as a guest. I've guest hosted for her two years ago. So it's not like she doesn't know me, but we're not friends. And I'm glad that she trusted me when they asked if I could come in and trusted that I could do it. And she said she would really like for Wendy to be a guest on her show. I think I that's take weird. it from you your think? tone that you think that's weird. Why do you think it's weird? Well, I think... I- I'm trying to figure out like what's going on in Sherry Shepard's mind when she says that out loud. Because number one, Wendy is Wendy just lost her show, so I don't know that Wendy's like super probably excited about hopping on any microphone or on any in front of any camera anytime yeah. soon. Yeah, um, I mean, there were some weird things with the statements after the cancellation of the Wendy Williams show that lead me to believe that Wendy wasn't 100% behind this move. That's all. So you think it's just like, uh, maybe not right now. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like it's a little bit of Sherry Shepard trying to smooth things over that aren't hers to smooth over. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I think she thinks that if she says, yeah, you know, I love Wendy. Wendy's cool. We're chill. It's all good. I'm going to, you know what? I want to see if she wants to come on my show that what she's doing is sort of an act of good faith to the Wendy Williams fans to say, there's no bad blood here. We're all good. Everything's great. And I don't know that she needed to do that. Oh, okay. I mean, I guess like I, I just, my response was she's just being polite and saying like, I'm not going to put any guests before Wendy because Wendy is what got me this job, you know? And obviously that's not going to happen anytime soon because obviously mm-hmm. we, we, from what we don't know, it, it it's clear that Wendy's probably not in a place to do that because there are competing narratives about what's actually going on with Wendy. I just took, I mean, I would just take that as like, she's just being kind and saying like, I'm not going to move on until, you know, or I would love to talk to Wendy, um, you know, when she's in a place to do it. I'm not, I don't know what her intentions were, um, but I imagine she feels incredibly torn it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
Auburn? Because it's got to be a weird place to be given a job opportunity because somebody else was not able to continue their job. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that that Sherry Shepard wouldn't have gotten a job opportunity um, had Wendy Williams left her show. That seems to be an assumption that people would make. I don't know because I don't know what, what Sherry Shepard was working on. It certainly is not going to probably have been the same production company. Right. But I imagine that's a weird place for Sherry to be in, right? Like, you're thankful that somebody else couldn't do their job because of what's what's going on in their life. So you're kind of you don't want to be seen as like taking advantage of someone's like this mm-hmm. misfortune, but at the same time like I mean, she should be proud of the fact that, you know, she was able to to land with a show. Yes. And I, you know, and I I definitely get that sense of gratitude from Sherry Shepard that um, she sees this as a golden opportunity. And certainly, you know, there's a bittersweetness to that, that her golden opportunity came at the expense of Wendy, who's clearly battling some sort of health issues that are the, you know, the the grand extent of which are unknown to the public, which is fine. Um, I just, I, I don't know. I just thought... And listen, also, I bet a lot of people are asking questions of Sherry Shepard, and she's doing her very best to try to be. Well, she probably knows stuff she can't say. <laughs> like, true, I wouldn't be surprised. Too. Like, she's like, yeah, um, I wish I could tell the truth. But she's right. in a precarious position. She's starting a show using the same production company as a show that, you know, is no longer. Right. Right. So maybe, she, maybe there were, maybe she didn't have any rude intent, and I just infused my own personal feelings into it but welcome to well you had a reaction that's that's what we do and that's what we talk about well when we come back on the colleen and bradley show we are going to talk about our reactions to some celebrities behaving badly we call them d-bags after this on my talk 1071 thank you grant this is the colleen and bradley show on my talk 1071 i'm colleen lindstrom that's bradley trainer hi hi and we've got some celebrities behaving badly to tell you about we call them d-bags Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your D-bag? Um, a little, a little gal that on our show we like to call by her given name, and that is Hillary Baldwin. Oh, good old <laughs> Hillary. What's she up to? Uh, well, Bradley, thank you for asking. She... Uh, is doing what all thirsty celebrities do at some point to get more attention, and she's taking a social media break. <sighs> okay. That's okay, so, nice. Yeah, like, thank you for letting us know you'll be exiting the building. We um, didn't need to know this. N- nope. This is seriously the equivalent to uh, announcing that you are leaving the party and hoping that everybody tells you to please stay at the party because they just can't have the party without you. No, no, I'm leaving. I have to go. I know you guys didn't ask, nor do you really care, but I am now going to use the restroom, and I may or may not be back. (laughs) Okay, no, no, no. But let me actually, let me modify that for you, Bradley. I'm going to the restroom, and every once in a while, I may actually fling the door open so you can watch, and then I'll nope. shut it again, but I am nope. gone. Just know no, I am thanks. not here. I am in the restroom. Hillary Baldwin uh, says the following in her announcement that she's going to take a social media break. Hi, Hey, friends. I'm going to take a social break. I promise I'll be back. I love you all and know you worry. Do we? 
No, I don't think we do. That's <laughs> well, no. that's that's when you give the like reason to the pe- like you're subconsciously giving or I should say like uh, on the download giving a message of like this is why I feel justified in posting this thing that I know you don't care about but mm-hmm. I'm going to say that thing where many people have asked or mm-hmm. many people are concerned or Mm-mm. I know you guys have wondered but no actually mm-hmm. I don't think anybody has no nope. <laughs> Nope, but if it makes you feel better, girl, fine. Yeah. Uh, I know you guys worry, so I wanted to give you a heads up. I might check in from time to time, dropping you a photo and letting you know we're okay. What? What? Anyone? No, that's the same thing. <laughs> that's not a break, that's girl. That's, that's not a break. Literally not how this works, honey. That if I announced every time I am off, like I would be announcing I was off social media more than I'm on social media. Okay. Also, like, in fact, same? I should show up on social media occasionally and just be like, I'm here. I'm still I'm here. <laughs> if you, this is the equivalent of being like, you guys, I have decided to, I, I've decided to make a big change in my life. I'm going to be a vegetarian. I'm going to be a vegetarian, so I'm not going to be eating meat products. Occasionally, I'm going to eat bacon. Oh, um, these people But I'm exist. a vegetarian. Oh, I know. <laughs> That's not, you're not, that's not a, you're not. Yeah, no. That's, and You're not. You just don't need, we didn't, we didn't ask. We don't care. No. This is just more attention-seeking behavior. No, you know what behavior. this is all in response to? This is attention-seeking behavior, and also this is fully a response to the fact that there is an ongoing investigation of Alec Baldwin and his involvement in the Rust shooting, and I am sure somebody in legal was pulled Hillary aside and said, hey, girl... Listen, um, stop, the heat is on right now, and uh, we don't probably need to be <laughs> pulling focus and putting more attention on anything. So if you could just chill on the socials, that would be real good for the uh, the case right now. But And she said, okay, I guess I'll do that. I'll have to <laughs> let my people know. Also, I might want to every once in a while put a picture out there just, you know, for good PR. <laughs> but I'll try to stay off, sure. This what makes, were you going to say, Grant? This makes sense as to why Alec Baldwin opened up his big mouth so many times. I'm sure they were telling him not to say anything, and he still spoke. You know, I mean, it, oh yeah, it, it just, yeah, it's just, it's, it's like where was this advice when he was talking about the Rust incident on that interview? You know, a few months oh, back, that like terrible, terrible interview. This, and it's just sad to see who's running their PR. <laughs> Jeez, this yeah. is just a case of people who think the world wants to know their every movement. And this is relatable, I think, to most people who are on social media, because at some point you will catch yourself going like, oh, I should really comment about this thing. Mm, really? Like, ask yourself, <laughs> is it rele- relevant to your life? That or And is any my biggest rule of thumb is always like, is somebody else already saying this thing? Then I don't need to say it. Mm-hmm. Unless it's relevant to me as a person, which, trust me, reduces your social media <laughs> maneuvering by like 90%. And yeah. th- what it does in turn is really, a, I don't know, respect your social media following. Like the people that actually follow you on social media are going to be grateful that you're keeping all of these words out of their feed when, you know, they they probably don't care. Yeah, thank you. Also, really quick, thank you to our listener, MJ, uh, who just sent an email and said, the day after she announced her departure from Instagram, her husband posted a picture of her naked. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, I better check this out. I and I did. Look. And she 
and he did. Oh, no. And they did. And also, <laughs> the picture of her naked, she's holding one of their babies who's, like, gripping her clavicle as though that baby is doing rock climbing. <laughs> oh, God. It's super bizarre. So, so weird. These two. It's fine. They're thirsty. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who's your D-bag, Bradley? Um, that Sherry Papini lady. Do you remember that story? Who is that? Okay, so we talked about the case of Sherry Papini, which was originally reported way back. And I remember when this story came out, I remember thinking something does not smell right about this story. Yes! She was reported missing back in 2016 after she was last seen going for a jog. And then, 22 days later, on Turkey Day, she was found when apparently a motorist saw her on the side of the road about 150 Mm -hmm. miles from her house. Now, at the time, she said that she had been abducted and held at gunpoint by, quote, two Hispanic women, of which she provided details to an FBI sketch artist. And this is all from an article that I read in exclusive, by the way, in People magazine. Well, she was arrested, and apparently she is accused of kidnap or excuse me, accused of staging her kidnapping, and um, uh, I want to see when this all went down. But anyway, the Department of Justice had suspicions like from the very beginning, and now they believe that she completely um, made this up and was staying with a boyfriend, a former boyfriend, by the way, because mm. I think she was married. Um, even going so far as to harm herself, yeah. and she now faces up to five years in prison. So anybody who was like, this story doesn't smell right, was absolutely spot on and had reason to keep their tinfoil hats secured. Wow. Um, I'm going to tell you something that's going to make you even more mad, even though it's not official yet. But I'm sure Netflix will buy the rest of her story (laughs) and she will become richer because of it. And we will watch it because we are creatures that are fascinated by a story about somebody who swindles uh, the American public. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's true crime to its truest, right? Uh, She made up a story about being abducted. um, And, you know, she sort of plays that role that the media loves of this, like, you know, perfect housewife who suddenly goes missing. What really happened? Well, turns out, uh, if you believe, you know, federal authorities, she was the mastermind of her own disappearance. Which she she's the mom of two small kids. I now I remember this because everybody was in a frenzy. Yeah, and I thought, of course, everybody's in a frenzy looking for a, uh, you know, middle aged, pretty blonde white woman. Yeah, of course, everybody has dropped everything. Where is she? Oh my goodness! Oh, and I guarantee uh, you that People Magazine at the time probably carried stories about like the disappearance or her kidnapping. Uh, thousand percent i'm sure nancy grace was on it where is she where is sherry papini where did sherry papini go <laughs> um and sure as you know what mm-hmm. i'm t- i'm just telling you when they well, found her and I'm... she had nary a scratch on her body and she was just wandering the world i thought something some smells well i was gonna say again it didn't smell right at the time and it's clear mm-hmm. that after enough time has passed and somebody did the homework it's turns out that she masterminded this whole thing herself so she now faces something like 25 years between the mail fraud and the lying and good think of mm-hmm. how many people's yeah, jobs good, she but put... also yes like i said she's gonna get paid for her story well and... but then you know, she should look. have to pay back like kind of like the anna delvey thing 
if all the people, all the resources that you took to do to like look for you, and I, I know like when you have to get rescued in certain situations, if you weren't supposed to be there, I believe they hold you accountable for what the cost is to rescue you. I'm not 100 yeah. percent sure on that, but I've heard that that's the case. Why can't depends on the state. Why can't they like take all the all the time and effort and kind of tack up a bill and just say, here you go, Netflix pays you, we're taking it back. Well, I will say she's facing like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in fines. There so, oh, there if go. Netflix gives her less than two fifty, it's going right to the federal government. Yeah. Thank you. Crazy well, maybe story. Maybe they'll give her two hundred forty nine, <laughs> and she'll have to scurry to find that last one. Wouldn't that be the way to do it? I think. Listen. Well, I somebody, would prefer they give her like twenty bucks and yeah. like thanks for your story, but <laughs> we're gonna go tell it in our own way. Yeah, that would be actually better. not even chicken. She doesn't deserve chicken. Hello? Oh, I think we lost Colleen. We lost Colleen, yeah. I'll no uh, send, worries. You, you, I'll send her a quick feed here real quick, okay? All right, you do that, and then I will just send us to break. How about that? Yeah, I'll tell you that. what we're going to. I'll tell you what we're going to be talking about on the other side of this break. Um, I think, if I remember correctly, Colleen wants to talk about the music video Kanye put out last week that involves Pete Davidson. Are you there, Colleen? No, she's no. Yep. All right. She'll be back soon. And we'll be back on the other side of this break right here on My Talk 1071. Okay, well, I'm going to need a little update on something that happened while I was out on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. Uh, okay, so, Bradley, I understand that Kanye West dropped uh, a video last week at some point. Um, called Easy, and in it, uh, there was an interesting sort of feature involving Pete Davidson, the new boyfriend, alleged boyfriend of Kim Kardashian. Yes, you mean by that? Do you mean the claymation figure of Pete Davidson? Correct. Yeah, and Kanye did all sorts of weird stuff to the claymation figure and implied his like demise. I mean, it was really kind of left us all wondering what is actually going on. I mean, at one point he's like watering seeds on his head and like roses grow out and then he's cutting the roses out i honestly have no clue i think some people said it felt very dark that he was threatening pete um kanye i think for his part says you know he this was just all in good fun i think pete's like sort of through you know sources has been like oh i no big deal nothing to see here Okay, so actually, that's what I brought to the table today is Pete Davidson's reaction to it. Apparently, according to sources, Pete Davidson thinks it's, quote, totally hilarious. Um, and not even just that the video is, quote, totally hilarious, um, but the whole tabloid drama between Kim and Kanye and himself is totally hilarious. And not only is it totally hilarious, but of course, he loves it, um, probably because it's getting him attention. But the source went on to say uh, that he's staying positive uh, and that this drama has brought him and Kim even closer. Yeah, okay. I mean, I don't take their relationship to be much more than what we think it is, which is a lot of publicity. And like every other Kardashian narrative, I don't know where the the publicity ends and the reality begins. They're on a reality show that's not real. So like, again, I'm so confused and I kind of don't care. But all of that is to say, I still feel like there's some stuff going on with Kanye towards Pete that just feels 
I don't know, it just doesn't feel like 100% healthy. And I don't know that I would be like, oh, no big deal, nothing. I could see why he's saying that publicly, because he doesn't want to start something, because Kanye has publicly gone for Pete, not just in this video, mm-hmm. but in, you know, some other... Con- I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house house to the gym to work out pretty sure that's j-lo and p.s the person behind all of this is chris jenner llc we drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends blinded by the item listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the blinded by the item youtube channel comments and things and so i can see pete's side being like i'm not going there i'm just gonna be like no big deal well and if I'm being honest, I thought to myself, I wish Pete just didn't even respond mm-hmm. at all because what's happening is every time it, it almost doesn't matter what the reaction is, every time there is a reaction to any of the outlandish uh things that Kanye says, it's like pouring kerosene on a tiny little flame. Yeah. It just makes it grow. And so, and I don't think it's helping anybody. I don't think no. it's, I, I, I don't, I mean, maybe if it, if it is, if we were going to argue that somebody is winning in this, maybe it's Kim because she looks like uh, an adult and she looks like a competent mother and she looks like um, somebody who's tr- attempting to rise above the whole thing but but i really don't feel like anybody wins in this no and i also think like a lot of times we you know we look at what kanye because kanye does not operate the same way a kardashian does that is to say at chris jenner's beck and call i do think that kanye and chris probably have a working relationship and he understands some of the magic that she puts out into the world for the careers of uh, every kardashian and has probably helped his career in some way too but I just feel like he moves through the world differently with publicity, but I think a lot of times we sort of look at his way and think it's the wrong way or it's the less stable way or, and like people have made all these, you know, like Kanye's acting crazy or he's doing something strange or he's out there being immature. All of those things may be true because again, I don't know what's really going on. I can Mm. just tell you what they're putting out there and what they're putting out there indicates that Kanye wants to be seen as emotional, reactive, and defensive about the things that he is facing with Kim, whereas Kim Mm -hmm. presents her side of the story as, you know, like, um, I want to move on. I want to be with this guy over here. I'm not going to engage Kanye. And, you know, again, I think those are two media narratives. What's really going on behind the scenes? I mean, why speculate? Yeah. well, Although that's what we do. (laughs) Why speculate? Because it's our Because we do. Uh, hey, Bradley, before we uh, we do anything else, I do just want to remind everybody, and actually, you do it so well because of your partnership with Alight. Can you tell everybody the awesome work that uh, we are all my talkers doing together? Here's one thing you can actually listen to us talk about that will make a difference in the world, and that is the work that Alight is doing with MyTalk. That is, MyTalk has a partnership with the folks at Alight, a nonprofit based right here in the Twin Cities that helps displaced persons. Right now, Alight is on the ground 
around uh, the country of Ukraine on borders like Poland and Moldova, helping refugees fleeing the war in Ukraine. My talk is partnering with Alight to get the word out about this work, and my talkers have shown up. This is this is why, and people maybe are now getting to see the power of my talk and what Alight does, being so synergistic. And I that word, whatever, but like it parallels. My talk listeners are the perfect supporters of Alight's work because Alight works on the ground directly with people in communities that need help. That's exactly what my talk listeners have been doing for years, whether it's a hurricane in a particular location, whether it's um, the civil unrest that uh, many people went through over the last couple of years, whatever the issue, my talkers are always there in an instant to do what a light does all the time, which is quote, do the doable, meaning meeting people where they are, providing help in an instant. And that's exactly what my talkers have done. And Colleen, I'm sure you see the total and where we're at. Mm-hmm. I am just blown away at what my talkers have done just since we started this initiative today. It really is remarkable. And you always show up, my talkers, when we invite you in to um, to an experience like this where we are asking for your generosity. You show up. And today, so far, since we kicked this off this morning, you have shown up to the tune of $9,740 that is going to be used to directly help people who are displaced uh, due to the war happening right now in Ukraine. And um I I don't know about you, Bradley. Actually, I I can guess. I am so moved by that. Well, yeah, and I'm you know totally not surprised and super, and like my reaction to this probably pales in comparison to the realization by the folks at Alight what my talkers are capable of. You know, I'm blown away, but mm, I've seen this before, and I know what my talkers are capable of. We had a goal of $15,000. I guarantee that goal is gonna be blown through today, and in fact, I would love it if we could get to that goal by the end of our show. We, since you and I have been on the air, I think mm-hmm. um, 3,000 plus yep. dollars have been raised. So yep. that to me is incredible, and I would love, we still have just over an hour to add to that total. And again, you can feel 100% Uh, confident that every single dollar of your money is going to help people um, who need it most. People just like you and me who have no roof over their heads, no place to sleep, um, you know, and very little in the way of resources. You know, oftentimes when when we are uh, like we are right now, we are, you cannot look at the news. You cannot see the newspaper. You can't even go on social media and not see the images that are coming out of Ukraine and the um, the devastation there, families being torn apart. And, and typically the first thing people will think is, I wish I could do something. This is something you can do. You can donate money that goes into the hands of the people who then are actually on the ground interfacing and asking people specifically, and Bradley, you said this so beautifully last hour, who are asking people what they actually need rather than showing up with what we suppose they need. The people at Alight are, are, are so practiced in this because they've been doing it for so long. They know how to ask people what they need and give them literally what they're asking for. You know, just really quickly to sort of mm-hmm. paint that picture a little bit, that means things like, you know, I guarantee there's a situation where there are going to be a lot of kids, right? Because a lot of women in, are fleeing with children um, in this particular scenario that, um, you know, has 
gone to the headlines. Um, a light will make sure that kids have, you know, not just a place to sleep, but also a book to read or a toy to play with, like the things that kids need right now. So that's the kind of work that they do. Uh, thank you so much for putting that so beautifully. And this is the kind of work we do. Uh, we have a question for you, and that question is, what part of your body do you wash first in the shower? 651-641-1071. Tell us what you wash first, and I'll tell you what that means about your personality after this.